0: Thank you. God bless you. Yes, I'm Pastor Cameron Wright. And before we get into the word, which we're not going (laughs) to skip, Pam Birch, uh, many of you uh, know Pam, Jerry and Pam uh, had surgery and she's having a little bit of complication and she is in the hospital right now. So we just want to lift her up in prayer. Would you join with me? Isn't that wild? There we go. All right. (coughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Let's pray for Pam. Father, we thank you that you are sovereign. You're in control. And we just confess that you are sovereign over Kalamazoo. You're the Holy Spirit. You are the dominant spirit over our city. And uh, Lord, uh, we are your servants, and uh, Jesus, you told us to pray. Your word tells us to pray for the sick, and they would be healed. And so we just right now pray for Pam, Father, that the internal bleeding would stop in Jesus' name. We command healing into her body in the name of Jesus. Because of the price paid, the blood of Christ that flowed, we command that uh, Pam's blood would stop flowing. Uh, The power of the cross, we just confess over her right now. We command vigorous health into her body. In Jesus' name, just let there be peace uh, on her physically and in that room. Lord, we thank You that we can have confidence. We can bring every prayer request before You. In the name of Your Holy Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ. Everybody said, Amen! Alright, glory! Turn down the microphone. Talking about the uh, kingdom economy, and as you know, the world is facing some amazing times, and it just seems to get more exciting uh, every day. <laughs> you know, I think, okay, I'm going to turn on the news today, there's going to be good news, and man, they're like, wow, this is really getting interesting. But um, <clears throat> last week, I kind of introduced this series about uh, the kingdom economy and that there really are two separate systems. Economy really talks about the whole system, all of the rules and regulations, the order uh, of a household or a society. And there's earthly economy as well as a heavenly economy. There's earthly treasure, Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 6, and then there's a heavenly treasure. And he said, store up for yourself heavenly treasure uh, because that's something you can really put your hope in you can have confidence in and uh uh, that we can't serve both god and material possessions and the question of where our love and loyalty is and jesus command of course to seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and he said in doing that all these things all that material needs that we have will be met and so there uh, there's this Idea that we want to understand how the kingdom economy works. Because if we don't understand how the kingdom economy works, we're not going to be able to benefit from it. Just in the same way that if you don't understand some basic rules about money and the world economy, you're going to get stuck. <laughs> and you know, it's like the whole world forgot some of those basic rules. and And now we're paying the price for it. And we're going to pay the price for it for a long time. But our hope and our confidence is not in the world economy, it's in the kingdom economy. And I believe that this is a tremendous time. And, Saints, I just hope that the church doesn't lose this opportunity to stand out as a light to the world, as a a community that has hope and has confidence and even has excitement. That when the rest of the world is shaking in their boots, we're triumphantly proclaiming that, hey, our hope is in something more secure. i got a little video. This is not one of those funny videos. It's kind of serious. But I just it kind of made an impact on me, so I want to share it with you uh, about uh, what the theme of this morning's message is on. So go ahead and shoot the video there. Or play the video. 2008
1: interesting year we walked through a presidential election process, we voted, debated and eventually we elected a new president and how about Wall Street in 2008? there's not a person in here whose financial situation didn't change Hurricane Hannah and Hurricane Ike leveled our cities and our communities then there's the war in Iraq and no matter what you believe about that war we all feel it deeply in our hearts It's like we carry sadness with us every day. People in this very room have experienced the loss of a job, the loss of a loved one, the pain of a divorce, or the embarrassment of a home foreclosure. 2008 Oh yeah, I almost forgot. It's Thanksgiving. You know that time of year when we're supposed to feel thankful for our many blessings, right? So we try to feel thankful. We know we should. But it's tough to just feel thankful. Especially after 2008. But what if we did something different this year? New lenses just for a minute. What if we stopped equating our blessings with our circumstances? Now that might just bear repeating. What if we stopped defining our blessings in terms of our circumstances and began to consider the fact that the real blessing in our lives is that we have a God who is with us no matter what? It would mean that we'd be thankful that he never leaves us and never forsakes us, ever. It would mean that we'd be grateful for worshiping a God who is chasing us and inviting us to chase him. It would mean that we would thank the healer in the middle of the hurt. It would mean that we would express gratitude, not in response to our circumstances, but in response to who he is, period. Gratitude. It's when we realize that we're not entitled to anything. Gratitude, not for our circumstances, but for God's involvement in the middle of them. So what if this year was different? Gratitude for God's presence alone. That might just change everything. Yeah, everything. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Amen. Well, it is Thanksgiving week. This uh, Thursday is Thanksgiving. It's... uh... I think it's excellent that we live in a nation that has a whole holiday uh, based on the idea of Thanksgiving. They don't do that in, in many nations. And of course, it goes back to the roots of our nation when our uh, you know uh, they celebrated the ability that those who survived <coughs> and uh, that first harvest, and you can read the history of it. Um, it's a time where we give thanks, and um, let's just turn to... Uh, Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 15. I'm going to read a scripture concerning Thanksgiving. And uh, the purpose is, we're going to discuss the idea of Thanksgiving and then share how that ties in to the kingdom economy. Thanksgiving, as the video pointed out, is simply gratitude. It says in Hebrews 13, 15, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Here, Hebrews defines what the sacrifice of praise is. The sacrifice of praise. What is praise? It's uh, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks. All right. Everybody move their lips. Everybody do raspberries. You know what a raspberry is? Come on. Can we do it loud? One, two, three. Isn't that cool? I was just thinking, the fruit of our lips. What is that? I wonder if that was a common term back in the day. Huh? A fruit is a raspberry. Boom. There you go. It's biblical. (coughs) It's not just the fruit of our mind or our thoughts or our hearts, but it's actually the fruit of our lips. And that means you have to move your lips. It's produced by your lips. Okay, It's be, saying out loud thanks. And so when we uh, speak out loud thanksgiving, that is praise. That's the biblical, that is one of the biblical definitions of praise. Of course, <clears throat> the, the word itself means assent. It uh, can be translated covenant, which was interesting, and I believe it's that speaks to the idea that it, it refers to that covenant relationship that we have with God. But it is also the word means acknowledge and praise, or I'm sorry, the word thanks is an acknowledgement. Okay, it's a big part of it. It's an acknowledgement. When you thank someone for something, you are acknowledging. You're making known that this, whatever it may be that you're giving thanks for, is coming from them to you. And the word in other places that's translated thanksgiving is simply to be grateful or to express gratitude. Again, there's two levels. There's the feeling or the internal attitude uh, where you feel grateful. But then there's also the expression of gratitude. And they're both very, 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 very important. Thanksgiving positions us to receive blessing. All right. It acknowledges that we are essentially in and what I mean by that is that we are in our essence receivers. All right? James 117, familiar verse. If you don't know it. You should remember it It says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights. Everything good in your life you received as a gift and you received it from the father. All right. That's the truth. That's the truth. The father pours out good and perfect perfect. Perfect means brought to completion. Every one of them. Every good thing comes from the Father above. It comes down. It's a gift. And we are receivers. Being thankful communicates to God that you can receive from Him and that He can trust you with His gifts. Does that make sense? I, um, as I was preparing this, I remembered a time of Years ago, I can't remember when it was, quite a bit of a while ago. And uh, uh, there was a particular couple that really wanted to go to a conference. And uh, they expressed to me that they wanted to go to a conference. It wasn't someone in the church here, it was someone outside of the church. <clears throat> they said they really wanted to go, but man, the thing that was just really holding them back is they, they couldn't afford uh, the, the the cost that would be involved. And it was pretty significant. And but I really felt for them. I really wanted them to be there, and so I took it upon myself where I arranged that their um, their cost for the conference and it included uh, several nights stay and the whole conference fee. I just said, "Hey, don't worry about it. It's taken care of." All right, and I wanted I did this because I wanted them there. I wanted to bless them, and I also felt that there was something that they needed uh, there. <coughs> and at the last minute after I had paid all of the money (laughs) literally the day of the conference he calls up and uh, said hey sorry we can't come Uh, uh, we're actually flying to another state uh, because uh, there's this other conference that we really we just feel like we should go to that (laughs) I'm serious and I was like oh (laughs) great (laughs) there was no way I could get the money back it was gone there was no refund possible that late in the game and literally they flew to another state Uh, and like I don't know where that money came from right (laughs) and uh, two things happened Um, one I was out of the money (laughs) and two they'll never get a gift from me again all right It was really one of the very, very few times that I felt personally insulted. And they didn't know that. I knew that they didn't know that, so I I don't hold a grudge against them personally. Because they were, like, clueless. They didn't know what I did in order to make it possible for them to be there. I don't know what. To me, it's kind of like, how could you not know that? But I was personally insulted. I was like taken back. I didn't know what to do with So, I've gotten over it. It's okay. Everybody say it's okay, Cameron. That uh, makes me feel better. <laughs> when God gives us something and we don't receive it as a gift, either rejecting it or taking credit ourselves for it, I believe it's a personal insult to Him. All right? And it removes us from being in the position to receive. Same dynamic. God has a lot of gifts, and He wants to give them to His kids. He wants to give you gifts. But if you're not in the position to receive, and if you receive a gift and you don't acknowledge that, I gave those people an expensive gift, and they didn't even acknowledge it. In fact, they just turned around and went a different direction and was happy about it. God is trying to give us gifts. All right? Uh, And there's different things that God's given us. He's trying to give us revelation. Revelation is an awareness or an understanding about something you didn't know beforehand. Revelation is something that goes beyond what you can... It's not just information. God wants to communicate truth to you in your life to change your life and your situation. God wants to give provision. He wants to give you stuff. He wants to give you direction. There's choices that you have to make that will determine your life and the lives of your family members and those that are important to you. Each decision is significant. And God wants to speak into each one of those decisions. He wants to give you direction and wisdom. He wants to give you opportunities. God's trying to give all of these. But if the individual, if you as a person, or if anyone doesn't see uh, it, <clears throat> often what I see the most often is God's trying to give this stuff, whichever category it may fall into, but the individual doesn't see it as a gift. And there's a few reasons. One is because they have a different expectation. Everybody say expectation. Yeah, see, if you're expecting this thing... And, and you start really focusing on it and you think that's what you need and God gives you something different, you're going to say, that's not from God because this is what I'm... This is, this is, from, this is what I need. This, this is what, And God's saying, no, you don't need that. You need this. And you reject the gift of God because you have some, this other expectation. That's an insult to God. All right? Or you only see the cost. You know, sometimes gifts have a cost. For example, in that illustration I I mentioned is that, you know, I gave those people a gift. The cost was that they wouldn't be able to go to the other conference at the same time. But they didn't realize the benefit of the gift. All right? And sometimes there's a cost. And maybe God wants to give you a gift. He's presenting an opportunity, but it might mean a lot of things have to change in your life. All right? If all you see is a cost, you're going to miss the value of the gift. That or your, another, this is third, first reason people don't see it is because they have a different expectation. Second reason is all they see is the cost. The third reason is that they're in a state of covetousness. Am I being a little too bold this morning? <laughs> all right. Christmas around the corner. <clears throat> uh, yeah, my kids. <laughs> Especially Lewis, man. Lewis is in this stage like every word, every time he's... every All the other kids groan every time he talks to me. Because he always says, hey, Dad, this is what I want. Because he's given his list, you know. Every day it's different. But <clears throat> he'll get over it. <laughs> if we're coveting what somebody else has or comparing their life to, or situation to ours... See, you're not gonna get what God wants to give you because you're coveting what God's given somebody else. All right? Or you're comparing your life to that person's life and you're saying, Why 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 isn't my life like them? You know? And let me tell you, if you knew what their life was like, you'd probably be happy. Most of you don't believe me, but I'm telling you the truth. Because I've been involved in a lot of situations. I've been countless times. People sitting down talking to me and said, boy, they're talking about somebody else that they think is all blessed and like within a week I'm talking to the other person they're talking about how that person's Because <clears throat> you don't know people's stuff. You miss what God wants to give you because you're focused on somebody else. You're coveting something, something that God's given somebody else. And people choose to stay with what is familiar rather than embracing God's gift. Right? because it may be new and different. Sometimes it's easier and you feel more comfortable staying in pain or in your problem than in receiving the gift that God has for you that's different. And He wants you to step into a new realm or a new position or a new lifestyle or a new way of thinking or a new job. Who knows? All right, A new revelation he wants you to step into a new experience of living the Christian life and experiencing His presence in a new degree, but you're just a little more comfortable with where you are and you're not comfortable stepping into a new thing, and so you reject the gift of God because you're not thankful. Are you hearing me? How do you think that makes God feel? Huh? Huh? happy? Well, you know, God's always happy. But He's not, you know, He's like, you're the one that messes out. He's got all this stuff. You know? And we don't want to reject. And the way that we get out or don't fall into those traps is that we remain in a state of gratitude and thanksgiving. All right, Romans 1 21. I mean, in a little more. <clears throat> I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. This uh, is Paul writing concerning the fall of man and the dec- decay of society, and he's just speaking in general terms. He said, "Yes, they, they being mankind as a whole, knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like." As a result, their minds became dark and confused. All right? When someone, uh, and, and, you know, this applies to a whole civilization, and that's the context that Paul was using it, but it also applies to a particular people group or a community or a family or an individual. All right? Same principle applies that <clears throat> if you fail to worship God and give thanks, it, there's a result to that. All right. If you live a lifestyle that lacks in worship and thanksgiving, it's going to lead to what Paul describes there. And, and those things are foolish ideas about what God is like. OK, so lack of worship and thanks leads to foolish ideas about what God is like. All right. Our concept of who God is and what he does becomes distorted. It becomes foolish. Have you ever talked to someone that had like these foolish ideas about who God is and you're trying to talk to them about God and you realize that their concept of God is just completely distorted? How did that happen? Because they haven't been worshiping God and they're not thankful according to the biblical text. Are you you hearing me? All right. Our minds, another consequence of living unthankful lives is that our minds become dark and confused. The message uh, translates it this way. Paraphrases it this way. It says, They trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion. Yeah. So that there was neither sense nor direction in their lives. A lack of uh, thankfulness results in misunderstanding God misunderstanding and trivializing ourselves silliness confusion loss of direction and spiritual and mental darkness boy doesn't that sound fun <laughs> the antidote for all of that yucky stuff and actually that's where a lot of people are and listen frankly all of us can fall into that all right you can actually have like like this portion of your life that that is right and you're receiving God, but in a particular area you're unthankful, and in that area you're going to be dark. Your mind you're going to have confused ideas about what God, who God is, and what He's like in the, that context because you're not thankful in that area, in that segment, in that sphere of your life. Does that make sense? All right, and in order to break off and to have victory from that darkness, and mental confusion, and trivializing yourself and Misunderstanding God is simply Thanksgiving. All right? Having a big turkey meal. (laughs) That's not Thanksgiving. You know that. So if you find yourself experiencing any of those symptoms, uh, the antidote is Thanksgiving. First uh, First Thessalonians. How many can say Thessalonians? Okay, say it five times real fast. <laughs> Turn. Okay, say that First Thessalonians five eighteen. Quote it. Be <laughs> thankful. <Angel>. Quote it. <laughs> Y'all think you're so smart. Okay, First Thessalonians. Jeez. Five eighteen. In everything, give thanks. This means to be grateful and to express gratitude. Feel it and speak it. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Oh, God, what is your will for me? I need to find the will of God. I'm seeking out of everything, trying to figure out the will of God. Have you ever read the Bible? This is the will of God. In everything. In what? yeah what are we supposed to do? Hey, Ephesians 5:20. let's let's clarify this a little more. Ephesians 5:20. Anybody got it? Read it out loud. So when are we to give thanks? in what things everything so always and in everything we are to be grateful and express gratitude we are to be thankful to god and to others now listen real quickly i want to i want to give a little clarity and understanding here because a lot of people miss this and because they miss this little aspect of it they they miss out on the blessing this does not mean that everything is from God or is God's will alright God's will is not done that's why Jesus commands us to pray that his will be done alright and I can prove it every time you or I commit a sin that was not God's will okay <laughs> sin is a violation by definition of God's will I don't thank God for the sin but I thank God for the provision that he made to forgive that sin and enable me to be free from that sin right someone reminded me recently that over 400 million I haven't checked the number in, uh, unborn uh, people have been murdered legally in the United States uh That is not God's will. Alright? I don't thank God for that. But I can thank God in the midst of it that God's justice will prevail. Okay? And there will be a day when that is changed. Alright? Whether I'm alive when it's changed or not, you know, I can still come to God and thank Him in the midst of the pain. Alright? For what... uh, will be done and that he in his wisdom and his mercy will somehow figure that out and uh, has forgiveness for those who endured that <clears throat> so difficult and bad things sometimes you know bad things happen sometimes they're our fault sometimes they're the fault of others sometimes there's nobody's at fault in particular it's just the world system where you live in a fallen system nevertheless being thankful always and in everything doesn't mean we thank god for the bad things but that in uh the difficult and painful times we can find god's blessing and god's light and god's presence all right in everything in everything give thanks and that positions us to receive we can change our attitude the uh our mental and spiritual orientation away from complaining, which is, oh, why is this happening to me? This is so bad, blah, blah, blah. Or pride, look at what I've done. I'm so intense, all right? And turn, that's an ungodly spiritual mental orientation and turn it toward thankfulness, recognizing and acknowledging that every good thing comes from the Father above and that we live in a state of gratitude. 2 Corinthians 9:15 says thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. No matter what, and this is this is bedrock truth people that you can build your life on, no matter what happens. If I never experience a positive feeling for the rest of my life, if the rest of my life exists of misery until I die, I can be thankful for God's indescribable gift of sending his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross so that for in eternity, I will live in his presence in undescribable glory and pleasure and goodness and joy. Does that make sense? And you can build your life on that. And then every good thing that happens is like, whoa, bonus. <laughs> All right. Whoa! Bonus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, it's it's. But if you're like, oh, everything's bad, everything blows me, bad job, lost my job, ain't got enough money, car broke down. It's like you're just complaining. But if you realize, man, I get to go to heaven. I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you know, you know, and then oh. God. You mean I get, I get to have friends too? Wow! I mean there's this church that I can go and worship? Wow! And, and there's so many good things that God wants to give you. Alright? <clears throat> how does this work with the economy of God? Listen, thankfulness... I started out with this really. It positions you to be a receiver. Ingratitude, not being thankful, prevents you from receiving. Alright? So, uh, thankfulness creates an open heaven in your life. Now, open heaven is one of those terms. <laughs> it just means like, you know, it's, it's biblical. Malachi says if you give the, your whole tithes and offering, give what God commands you to do, there will be an open heaven. You will not be able to contain the blessing that God's going to pour out on you. Right? That just means stuff's going to come into your life. That stuff and blessing. Maybe it's revelation. Maybe it's discernment. Maybe it's promotion. Uh, uh, it's understanding. Maybe money. and Maybe houses and cars. And who knows what it is. Whatever God wants to give you. It doesn't matter. Alright? It's receiving that matters and being thankful. Uh, having a, uh, a giving uh, an attitude of gratitude. Right? And expressing that gratitude. Thankfulness for others creates an open heaven in their life. Your life is not just the point. Okay, start being thankful. Yeah, (laughs) be thankful for others. Say, "I'm so thankful for you, man," and speak thankfulness over your boss. Speak thankfulness over people you have problems with. All right, because you want them to experience the blessing of God, so they're easier to be around. (laughs) I'm serious. Speak, speak thankfulness for your work. So it creates an open heaven for you at work. If all you do is complain about work, you're not going to be able to receive the blessing that God wants to give you in the workplace. All right? But if you start thanking God for your work, thanking Him, uh, just having the attitude and expressing gratitude, you're, you have to live this and you will see it. You'll see promotion. You'll see increase. You'll see opportunity. Thankfulness for your family so that there's open uh, heaven in your family. People, it's just like I've never heard some people say good things. You know, I'm like, wow, how can that be? They don't get it. Listen, be thankful. It creates an open heaven. All right, even if you have to search for some good thing, and then that rains down. Whenever you need God's, wherever you need God's, open heaven, an outpouring of His provision, pleasure, favor, and influence. That's where you need to begin to spend Thanksgiving. And this is—I'm going to end with this. Listen to this: Thanksgiving is like kingdom currency that buys blessing. Okay, Thanksgiving is kingdom currency by which you can purchase blessing. Use it wisely. Sarah has some announcements. over.